All right, all right, here we are. We have officially succeeded in completing the Spartan Ultra Beast. I'm happy to say that uh, I was well under my goal of 10 hours. I actually came in at 9 hours and 25 minutes, and truth be told, when I hit, I believe... Well, I thought that we had about a mile and a half left on the race. And I looked down at my watch and I was at eight hours and 55 minutes. So my mind, I was like, okay, I can get under 920 on this thing. That That's that's my goal, but it just didn't turn out that way. I actually missed two back-to-back obstacles, which I'll, I'll talk about here. But um, nonetheless, victory has been had. So I am very fulfilled. I am very uh, grateful to have been able to accomplish this feat. Uh, Thinking back 12 weeks ago when I first started this journey, there was a little doubt, a little bit of doubt in my mind, a whole lot of fear. But I'll tell you, it was was an amazing experience. Um, All nine hours and 25 minutes of it. So... um, but I would like to share with you kind of the, the whole experience and how it went all down, talk about the race a little bit, what I did to, to get through the race, and I'll actually have a separate uh, episode here uh, going through tons of different questions that I've gotten. Uh, I put this up on my Instagram the other day, and I got some uh, good replies that, uh, yeah, I'll definitely go into a full Q&A talking about how I prepared for the race and uh, covering nutrition questions, all that type of stuff. I keep saying that, but I'm going to get it done. I promise. There's been a whole lot of stuff, other things going on. But uh, either way, we're back. And uh, yeah, so the race. We uh, we actually traveled down there Thursday. Um, the race was on a Saturday. So I went down with a couple of uh, fellow Forged Warriors, um, my man, uh, Shane, who's run this race a couple times now, and my other man, uh, Petey, who uh, has run this race twice now. And then we had a, a fellow newcomer, uh, Doug, who actually lives down around Dallas. Uh, he joined us as well, and he finished in 10 hours and 15 minutes, which I was very proud of Doug doing that. And then Shane destroyed it. He finished in 8 hours and 40 minutes. And uh, Petey just barely edged me out, nine hours and 17 minutes. So, but either way, went down there on a Thursday just to kind of get acclimated, flew in, had all day Thursday to kind of relax and just um, stock up on groceries and just uh, get ourselves prepared. As Friday, Friday we actually had to head down to Rough Creek Ranch. That's where it was, and that is the uh, that is the actual spot where where Chris Kyle was actually uh, killed um, when he took that that veteran out uh, to shoot. Uh, the veteran was suffering from uh, PTSD and actually shot and killed um, Chris Kyle. So that was uh, interesting to find that out, um, not knowing that going into the race, like, oh, shit, this is the place where he actually got killed. So, but... Um, no, we actually went down Friday, um, and for the ultra race, what you're allowed to do is you get a bucket. You get 
just a normal like hardware bucket um and you could fill this bucket up with anything that you want so i had a bunch of extra goose i had uh, a couple bananas in there some pickle juice shooters i had um gosh just a ton of bars just things that uh, uh i wanted to be over overly prepared i guess and have more uh more items in stock than uh not having anything so had a uh, water pack in there in case i wanted to use that but either way it's kind of like your pit stop halfway through the race and so um we went down friday got to check out a little bit of the course not much but uh um it was it was the weather was absolutely horrible um coming in so it was it was windy i want to say it's about 35 degrees out the wind made it even colder it was raining all day, so we really didn't know what to expect the next morning. But either way, we went out there, got our buckets set into place, and um, yeah, just pretty much relaxed the rest of the day. And then uh, we were up at 4 a.m. on uh, Saturday morning because where we were staying in just outside of Fort Worth, we were a good hour and a half away from the... Uh, rough creek lodge there so we had a little bit of driving to do in the morning and it was literally we pulled up we parked and we ran straight into the event uh shane he actually took off first out of all of us he was in the earliest heat uh at 6 15 pd went at 6 30 and then i was off at 6 45 and what was interesting was uh you actually had to have a headlamp because at that time in the morning it is pitch blackout so you can't see anything which was interesting, but um, it wasn't terribly cold in the morning. I want to say it was like 40, mid-40s, a little bit of wind, but the rain had stopped, uh, thankfully. But, um, yeah, the, the start of the race, it was, uh, it was interesting. I mean, you're, with, you're in a big group of people to start at the, at the start line. They're releasing, you know, 100, 150, 200 people at a time. And so you take off, and um, it's a little intimidating, thinking, you know, oh shit, I got you know eight hours of this plus ahead of me. Um, but it's also it's it's it was pretty exciting. And so you take off, you got these headlamps on, and you're pretty much running in the dark through these trails with all these different people. And then it starts to thin out as the different obstacles come up. And uh, I really just caught myself, you know, probably. Gosh, a good hour into the race, the sun was just kind of peeking up off the horizon. And I mean, just caught myself in the moment there, just being, you know, filled with gratitude and just holy shit, like here I am, I'm out here running this race, you know, in the middle of kind of nowhere, Texas. And uh, this is pretty, this is pretty kick ass, you know. And so as the sun's coming up, uh, you know, hitting, hitting a lot of these different obstacles. Um, the main obstacles I can remember early in the morning were the, uh, there's a transverse, um, cable that you have to, basically you're underneath the cable and you, you pull yourself across. That was the hardest one, um, from the get go. I remember, um, extending my body all the way out, uh, I did it, and I don't, I don't think my hamstrings were fully warmed up yet because 
my left hamstring just cramped up like a motherfucker. And uh, at first I was like, oh shit, did I just, did I pull my hamstring? And so I took off running after I completed the obstacle and it kind of just rubbed off a little bit. But that was, uh, that was kind of the first scare. But yeah, it, it was fun. Um, after that, middle of the race there, it got pretty tough because there, there was some good climbs in there. You're not running up a mountain or anything like that, but there were some mountainous hills that we were climbing up. I mean, you're, you're in the woods, climbing up rocks, running up and down, you know, rocky terrain. And uh, that got to be a little bit tough. And right from the get-go, my left Achilles was bothering me. I, it, it's been bothering me for a good month now. And it's weird. It's, I, it doesn't affect my jumping, my running, or anything else. It's, it's just painful on the touch. It's actually still uh, quite inflamed today since the race. But that, that right there was the biggest limiter overall. Um, none of the obstacles really held me back um, other than the, the damn spear throw. It got me twice. And then on the second lap around, I failed. It's uh, the multi-rig. So there's a couple rings that you swing across first, and then there's a bar that you actually grab on, and then you, you climb across this bar, and then you grab onto rings again. And then there's two ropes hanging, and they're really short ropes. One has a, a knot on the bottom of it. The other one does not. And uh, for whatever reason, the first time I went through... It was easy. I, I swung across, no problem. The second time, for whatever reason, I focused in on the rope. I, I, I wanted to grab onto the rope and hold onto the rope and then swing onto the, the final ring, and I actually missed the fucking ring, and I fell off, and I was just, oh, I was so pissed because then you got 30 burpees, so that's adding you know, a good two to three minutes of time, which the burpees did not feel bad <laughs> At that point, at that point, when I missed that second obstacle, I was a good nine, nine hours and 15 minutes into the race. And uh, for, for being in the race that long, uh, those, those 30 burpees didn't feel that bad. The worst thing was my feet. My feet were absolutely killing me because for whatever reason, I ordered, I ordered these Nike trail running shoes and uh, I got nine and a half, so I normally wear tens. Why I got nine and a half, so I have no idea. Uh, I made them work, but my big toes, even my little toes, were just crushed in those shoes. And so the, bur- the, the burpees were a little difficult with, uh, with toes being um, pretty sore as they were. Take a drink of my coffee here, but... Uh, that, that was rough. That was rough. But middle of the race, it, it, it was good. I mean, they had uh, tons of awesome obstacles. The first lap around was 16 miles for the ultra runners. And then what happened is you, you go all the way around the track, 16 miles. There's, there's actually a point where it splits into the ultra beast track, and then it goes into the beast track. And so people that are just running the beast, they go off to the right, if you're running the ultra on the first lap, that's where you went. And that was about eight and a half miles in. I remember that. I was like, ah, shit, now the race is really starting. So um, there was a, uh, a double sandbag carry, which was probably one of the hardest obstacles 
I want to say we carried those sandbags for a good 800 meters. But the trick of it was, I mean, you had these two sandbags that are probably about 50 pounds each, but you just couldn't get a good hold on either one. And I was lucky there was a guy there. I, I picked up both sandbags and one of them fell off my shoulder. And I turned around to pick it up and the guy just picks it up and he puts it on my shoulder for me. I was like, thanks, dude. And so I go off uh, walking, but uh, just the way I'm carrying them, obviously my shoulders got fatigued out. My traps were just on fire and I couldn't hold them anymore. So I dropped them and I ended up just kind of farmer carrying them the rest of the way through. But um, yeah, it was a, it was definitely a challenge. It just felt forever that you're carrying those things. And of course you're carrying them up and down hills through muddy water, through straight up mud, which uh, adds a whole different uh, challenge to it. But that was the most memorable obstacle that was on the ultra loop. Um, there was a sandbag, well, or uh, a sled carry that was pretty damn easy. Um, gosh, what was else on the on the ultra loop? I can't remember. Uh, there was just like a, a longer crawl underneath barbed wire on that one. Not, nothing crazy, but I remember after the, uh, the ultra loop connected back into the beast loop, uh, the course got a little bit interesting. You ran around this big lake. And so as you ran around this lake, you started getting in and out of, uh, you know, creek bottoms, uh, you're running through water, which, you know, obviously made things pretty difficult. But it was just interesting. You know, the terrain, it just it kept things entertaining. It kept things fun. You didn't know what was waiting for you around the next corner. The, you know, you're running through trees, and it just felt pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great experience. If you haven't done a Spartan race before, it's definitely something you need to get into. Um, number one, like I tell all the, my guys in, in the Forge Father, you know, we sign up for these events because they create leverage and pressure for you to actually move and take consistent action. Because 12 weeks ago, when I first committed to this race, I wasn't long distance running. I wasn't running much at all. And once I signed up, that right there gave me more accountability and leverage to start running more. Because I knew if I didn't put in the time running, I was going to get my ass whooped in this race. I wasn't going to be able to finish. Right. And so um, these types of races definitely put that extra pressure and leverage on you to, uh, you know, change up your routines, change up your habits and do the things that you need to you need to get done. So but that first lap, I remember, you know, coming around this lake and it felt like we were running around this lake forever because I knew we had to get to the other side of this lake. Once we did, then it was on the other side and I can see people on the other side of the lake, you know, running the opposite direction. I was just like, holy shit, this is getting far. And the mental struggle, the mental test on the first lap was knowing that you had a whole nother fucking lap to go, knowing that you had a whole nother 14 miles to go. Right. And so what got difficult for me was, I want to say we got a good 12 miles into the first lap my Achilles was just, it was killing me. At that point, I wasn't able to fully build up to uh, a, a full stride with my running. So my running was basically a slow trot. And uh, that was difficult mentally because I wasn't being held back by just being winded 
or fatigued. It was just actual pain in my Achilles. And so it was a little frustrating, but I just did what I could do and, you know, pushed through. And um, I was satisfied when I got through the first lap. It, it was, I, I believe, the first 16 miles for me, it, it took me right, right around four hours. So I came into the transition pit at four hours. I had a banana. I had a couple shots of pickle juice, um, which a lot of people are like, pickle juice, that's, that's disgusting. For me, it's not a problem. doesn't bother me. Um, the reason you drink that, prevent cramps. So I took a couple shots of pickle juice. I had, gosh, what else did I had? I had a fuel for fire, just really quick digesting food. I didn't want to have, um, I saw people eating like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I saw people eating freaking, you know, ham and cheese sandwiches. And it's just like, that food's just going to sit in your gut. And so um, for me, it was all kind of fast digesting food. On the race, during the race, I had a little runner's belt that I packed up with uh, different goos, so like hammer gel. Um, I had some uh, hammer gel chews, which I think those things are freaking phenomenal. I think they're awesome. They taste good. Um, but I probably went through about 12 of those over the course of the race. Um, the chews, I went through a couple packs of those over the course of the race. But the first, the first lap around 16 miles, I had no signs of cramping, which I was freaking pumped about. I felt great. I actually, I felt amazing. Like I was full energy when I got th through that first lap. And when I was in the transition period, the only thing that I was dealing with at that point was I, I was literally shivering. I was fucking cold because they had a dunk tank, um, which is just a huge mud pit. And you have, you have to go underneath a barrier in this dunk tape and so of course you're getting fully submerged underwater and the water's ice cold and then you come out and it's you know 40 some degrees and so you're you're pretty damn cold so i was like shivering so i put on some sweatpants sweatshirt and i chilled out for a good probably five ten minutes i can't remember but then i headed back out i decided not to take the water pack with me i was going to wear like a camelback on the second lap just because i didn't want to uh I didn't want to cramp up or anything like that. So, but I decided not to go with it. I just went with my normal little runner's belt. I repacked that thing with some more goos and chews and uh, another uh, shot of uh, pickle juice, and I was off. And so that's when it first hit, uh, about a mile and a half in on the second lap. I uh, started to feel some cramps coming on, and it was more than likely because. I had stopped. I, I wasted too much time in the transition period. My body was actually starting to kind of cool down a little bit. And so it's just a natural reaction the body's going to have. And so I kind of fought through some cramping there initially. And it was like godsend. Uh, I'm right before I hit the, uh, the mountainous terrain where there was a lot of climbs and switchbacks and things like that. A guy literally is pulling out of his bag, you know, a huge Ziploc bag of just different uh, condiments and one of the condiments, mustard packets. So mustard packets help uh, relieve muscle cramps just from the salt. And so I'm running by this guy and I see this and I'm just like, whoa, this, this, can't, this can't be happening right now. This, this is too good to be true. And so... I just asked the guys, like, dude, can I get some of those mustard packets? And he gave me a whole handful, and 
oh man, I was so thankful for that. So that literally got me through, you know, the next lap of the race. Uh, cause I, I started cramping up a little bit more. I, I felt it up in my adductors, my hips, uh, I felt it in my hamstrings a little bit, but I never fully went into a cramp. So I was happy about that. Um, but the second lamp was good. Uh, I was literally, I, I walked a lot because my left Achilles was just destroyed. It, I couldn't, it was, it, it had gotten to the point where it was, it was pain. It was just pain anytime I started to run, um, just pure pain. And I remember when I got to mile marker 10 on the second lap, meaning I was 26 miles into the race at that point, um, it was all mindset from there, like my hips were on fire my low back was on fire my sh- my shoulders were on fire my whole body was just it was beaten and beaten and battered and um yeah that's that's really where the mindset part kicked in uh remember when I got to the lake I knew I was getting close and uh it was just had to dig in and there was absolutely no fucking thought of quitting at that point it was just pushed through I'm gonna finish this thing and, um, yeah, so ended up finishing nine hours, 25 minutes. And, uh, I couldn't be more, more happy and fulfilled about that. The feeling, uh, after the race, a good hour or so was just, uh, I can't explain it. I've never been that, that rundown, that sore before after an event, uh, a workout, if you want to call it that. Uh, it was funny. We uh, went into uh, Fort Worth and we got some pizza, and we went to a place called Uno's Pizza. And uh, anybody that saw us must have thought that we were either on drugs, or we were zombies, or you know there was something uh, quite wrong with us because <laughs> we were just we were moving so slow, uh, getting out of the car and walking down the street, which was quite comical i wish we would have got some uh videotape of it but um overall it was a great weekend very very uh again very fulfilling and what i have to say about it all is this is you know set goals for yourself set goals that are gonna scare the fuck out of you because when you do and you take action on achieving these goals you're only going to push yourself above and beyond and you'll accomplish you'll accomplish things that you didn't think you were actually capable of doing beforehand. And so for me, I can, I can, uh, I can say I did it. So I completed 31 or yeah, 31 and a half miles, uh, total with the race. Uh, and then the weekend before I also, also accomplished my goal on hitting a 450 pound back squat, a 515 pound deadlift and, 275 pound push press and uh, we are week three into the crossfit open while we completed week three and that's a whole another thing is so sunday after the race uh we actually hung around uh, we didn't fly back until monday but sunday in my mind i was like there's no fucking way i can do 20.3 which 20.3 for the crossfit open was Deadlifts, handstand push-ups, and handstand walks. And so literally, it's all posterior chain. It's all low back shit. 
And I, and the way I was feeling Sunday, in my mind, I was like, well, looks like I'm not going to be doing the CrossFit Open anymore. Uh, there's no way I can do this workout. But um, I did what I could on Sunday to to get myself recovered, and my body felt good. So when I flew in Monday morning, I got back about 10 a.m., and uh, I went straight to my gym. I warmed up, got a little sweat going, and I hit 20.3, and uh, I was just 13 reps shy of uh, what I hit a couple of years ago. So I was very pleased about that. I actually sit, I'm sitting in around 69th place right now uh, for the master's division. So just need to finish in the top 200 for that to move on to the next level, which is uh, what the current focus is now. So I got two more weeks of the CrossFit Open and kind of letting the body heal up still right now. Hit hit a uh, light workout today, but um, it's going to be active recovery tomorrow and then game on on friday we'll see what the uh crossfit open brings us i'm guessing it's going to be a nice chipper with some high rep wall balls we're going to have some muscle ups we're going to have some uh rowing i think that's going to be the combination i think it's going to be wall balls rowing and uh, muscle ups my prediction, here's my prediction, 150 wall balls, 100 cal row, 50 muscle ups, and it's going to be a 15 minute AMRAP. That's the workout. I think that would be absolutely fucking crushing. Or if it's not that, it's going to be something like 75 wall balls, 50 cal row, 25 muscle ups. That'd be, that'd be a bastard, right? But either way... That is that. That's a little recap of the actual race. Um, I remember when I crossed the finish line, I, I said, no, not again, never, with how my body felt. But I think it's, it's kind of growing on me. So I think I'll be doing an ultra again, uh, more so in May, because we already got a, uh, a Forge Summit planned in May next year where a bunch of people from the gym and the Forge Father are going to be meeting up and we're going to be running races at Big Bear, California. So that's going to be fun. But other than that, uh, thanks for tuning in. If you got questions, if you got uh, any, uh, any type of feedback or anything that you'd like me to go in a little bit deeper about, uh, feel free to reach out. But other than that, stay tuned for the Q&A session coming up. And uh, I'm going to try to get Mr. Shane and PD on for an actual podcast episode so we can all talk about the race and uh, our experience from it. So, but keep kicking ass, go ham, earn it.